Hi everyone, my name is Ava and welcome to this episode from our series, Small Actions Lead to Big Impacts. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have the pleasure to be speaking with Cody Frost, the marketing coordinator from Rainbow Grocery. Rainbow Grocery is an independent grocery store located in San Francisco, California. The co-op has been serving the city since 1975. They strive to offer education, resources, and local food to their community. They also offer my favorite bulk food selection. Hi, Cody. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Would you like to begin by introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Cody Frost, and I am one of the uh, marketing and creative um, strategists here at Rainbow Grocery. It's a worker-owned cooperative grocery store in San Francisco. Could you talk a little bit about Rainbow Grocery? The store is just over 45 years old. Um, it started in the uh, the beginning um, culmination of things started uh, in the early 70s, uh, and the store didn't kind of become a, uh, an actual grocery store until uh, the mid 70s. Um, it was originally a kind of founded on early exploration into organic foods and food access for communities. Um, and it uh, was um, a series of buyers clubs. Originally, people were um, pooling their resources together to be able to buy large quantities of uh, bulk items like we still sell now, uh, and then redistribute them amongst, you know, the people who pulled the resources. And that's kind of the early foundation of some of the things that are um, what Rainbow is today. It didn't become, it started off volunteer basis and then became a business and then eventually uh, incorporated as a cooperatively structured uh, organization in the, I want to say the 80s. Um, and it's a non-hierarchically structured organization. So um, everything is run democratically. Uh, everything from the departments uh, all and just job descriptions all the way up to the board of directors and uh, other oversight committees are all done uh, democratically or democratically elected individuals to do that kind of work. Could you explain how your bulk section works? The kind of one of the founding principles was access, uh, food access. Um, and bulk is both access as well as limiting waste. Um, trying to be as conscientious of, um, you know, the, the amount of waste that a commercial entity produces. Uh, it's very hard to avoid, in, uh, at least in the United States. Uh, everything comes wrapped in something. So trying to be able to offer an alternative on the consumer side is one of the earliest and potentially easiest steps of uh, trying to minimize waste. Um, so we've had our bulk section for quite a few, for pretty much the whole time the store has been in existence. And um, we expanded it in 2011, I believe it was, when we kind of rearranged the store and made it even bigger, um, increased our bulk herb, spice, and tea section, as well as our bulk food sections. Um, and it's really, it's, it's mostly, it's a, before COVID, it was a self-service uh, area of the store. You would be able to um, use scoops from bins or empty uh, pour uh, contents, liquid or dry, into uh, your own containers. We had a tear weight system, so you would weigh your empty containers before you filled them, and then the 
tear weight would be removed at the register. Um, and so it was, you know, and, and, you know, it takes, there was a little bit of a, a learning curve for new people, but we tried to make that as uh, streamlined as possible. So it would be even more accessible to more people. Um, and a lot of people love shopping here for a bulk. They, it's very fresh. We go through it quite fast. Um, and um, people like being able to find base ingredients of so, such a wide variety of things. Um, and it's usually less expensive ultimately because you're not paying for all of the individual packaging um, that accompanies um, you know, prepackaged uh, products. During COVID, it's been really challenging. Um, we went from full service or from self-service bulk to no bulk to minimal self-service bulk, but still can't use, uh, can't ha allow reusable containers in the store to then, um, to then now we're back to uh, no self-service bulk again. Um, but some of the departments are pre-packing things in compostable containers uh, for customers to buy, as well as we are also, um, the bulk foods department has is been slowly uh, doing this uh, situation where customers can walk around in the bulk area, has a limited stock availability, but they can select things and then ask for an, a volume of that. And then the worker would go and basically pour it in or weigh it out and then provide that for the customer to purchase. Again, unfortunately, no reusable containers um, at this time. Well, that's really interesting to see how it's, you know, progressed through COVID and COVID has obviously not been easy for the zero waste movement and all that because going to grocery stores, you can, most groceries don't, grocery stores don't really let you bring your own bags and things like that. You explained what the bulk section was. Can you explain why it's more sustainable, especially when you were able to bring your own containers? It, it, it allows for... Again, most of what we sell in our bulk section um, is base ingredients. So flours, salts, uh, cooking, baking ingredients. Um, we do have some, you know, we also had a lot of like uh, dry, you know, roasted nuts and nut butters and cooking oils. And I mean, in our herb section, we have herbs that are used for and spices that are used for cooking and flavor as well as medicinal use if you wanted to use them for those purposes. So there's a wide variety of things. Some of them are very hard to access in their more natural form, um, especially kind of some of the supplemental herb things. Those are much more processed and tend to cost more money in that process as well. Um, by offering, by, by our say buying, you know, a 50 pack, 50 pound bag of oats, and then allowing customers to buy from that, it minimizes a lot of the overhead costs, both on the manufacturer side of packaging each pound of oats in its own container and that labor and that, you know, the designing of that, the label for that and the packaging cost and the, the, um, the uh, hardware or the, the equipment used to you know, sort everything. Um, so it saves money on the production side and it saves money on the consumer side because they're not paying that overhead uh, out of the gate and they're just, and uh, they're able to, um, I guess I'm talking about how inexpensive it is. That's not the right thing, but uh, that's that's part of it. Um, but the main thing is that it, by, by reducing all of that waste that is potentially stacked 
you know, from the beginning of production all the way through the consumer end, um, we help minimize uh, a lot of the waste that is in that entire production cycle. Um, and on the consumer side, you know, we we advocate that customers bring in their own containers when they could, um, and you know, just reuse a jar, reuse a, a, a any sort of container, and that minimizes because every time you would buy a new thing, you have to buy a completely new package uh, with you know all of the. Uh, usually there's some elements of waste on any new package, like a plastic seal around the top or some sort of seal across the lid. Um, and that's, you know, we're also minimizing all of that little trash as well. Um, and our, our customers, a lot of our customer base is are really appreciative of that, even if they're not full, um, full subscribers of uh, zero waste movements uh, as of yet, you know, and they're, and, but they're, they're thoughtful about it. It's made available. It's convenient. It's easy. There's very little uh, overhead on their side. And so, you know, our customers really appreciate the, both the access, the inexpensiveness, as well as it's also limiting the amount of waste that they're producing. What do you hope Rainbow Grocery will look like in the future? I hope Rainbow Grocery is around for a really long time. Uh, COVID has made uh, every brick and mortar business, you know, having a hard time keeping customers in, keeping the flow, keeping it safe, um, especially uh, the type of business that we are where people really need to be here to see the products, see the, the amount, the volume of uh, diverse items that we have for sale. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, if we can keep the store as is running smoothly, hopefully once COVID's kind of a thing that we've collectively have moved on from, I think really returning to and promoting as much, um, you know, zero waste consciousness and bulk access, um, because those are the things that are both our, our customer base has been wanting for, you know, us to try to get and provide again. What I'm wondering is what the what the societal response will be after COVID. Um, what we've seen is as as has happened with other types of uh, kind of um, eco scares, uh, biological things. Um, you've seen a lot more protective um, packaging happening, more labels and warning seals and things like that. I it, I believe. Uh, that our customers will be very forthcoming with their wanting to get bulk at bulk products. I think that they'll want to be, um, they want that access again. And they're willing to, they know that it's, they trust that it's safe. I, I hope that people aren't afraid. Um, I think we've gone past that point where I think people would, would feel safe doing it, which is important because if people don't feel safe getting bulk food, that, that impedes their, use of that. Um, and uh, so I think that for us, it would be trying to get people to reconnect with bulk. And especially what I'm hoping is that after all of the waste that we've had to create in order to try to maintain a safe society, that we really strongly try to balance that out by being much more proactive about the amount of waste, type of waste, finding um you know biological solutions to reducing waste if that's like mushrooms and trash fields and eating plastic and things like that i mean 
scraping the ocean for trash, all of that stuff. We, we need to be doing that obviously now, but uh, even more so. I think it's, people have been more aware living at home, seeing kind of how much more waste they produce. Um, and hopefully, as you said, I really, you know, hope they counterbalance it and are more aware at least in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to end with a very simple question. If our listeners remember one thing from this podcast, what should it be? I think the thing that that kind of hit me, um, so I was not, a, I'll just be very transparent. I was not aware of the zero waste kind of movement um, until a few years ago when uh, my coworker Dave and I were um, doing research into uh, for Earth uh, in April and Earth Day and trying to celebrate that as well as kind of identify the different ways that we as a business try to be as green as possible. Um, and that comes in a variety of other uh, forms. We have like solar panels on our roof and uh, we use 100% renewable energy um, for the building and all sorts of different smaller things that aren't physical waste. Um, that we try to create for efficiency. Um, And we found out about zero waste. And one of the things that I think is really important for people to remember is, and this has probably been um, quoted many times over, I don't know where this came from, but it came across when doing research, but it's just the idea that it's not one person being zero waste 100% perfectly. It's millions of people trying to be as thoughtful and conscientious about their waste and making a, a larger like move move into that direction, kind of trying to create um, alternatives. So that I think is the most important thing really is just, even if you, within whatever means you have, just trying to do it as success, successfully as you can. Thank you for this very insightful conversation. I really sure. enjoyed learning um, how your bulk section worked and more about the about Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all my listeners and a big thank you to Cody and Rainbow Grocery. Make sure to check them out on Instagram at Rainbow Grocery. Stay tuned for our next episode in our series, Small Actions Lead to Big Impacts. Thank you and have a wonderful day.